As soon as that bell sounds, you're basically in it, whether you like it or not. We start off with chess. So we have a chess commentator standing over us, looking at the board, and he'll be trying to educate the audience about what's going on. Try to imagine two people sitting down, they're having a chess, and every three minutes they stop playing and just start fighting each other. It's basically the number one mental activity, the number one physical sport. We put the two together, and then you get chess boxing. The ultimate test of brains and brawn. After they've you know, had, a, had a fight, which lasts a couple of minutes, they will then go back and sit down and just carry on the game where they left off. And they repeat this cycle until either one of them is uh, stopped in the ring and can't carry on, or until there's a checkmate on the chessboard. My name's Matt Crazy Arms Reed, and I'm a chess boxer. My introduction to chess boxing, it came around because the, the main UK organiser is a chap called Tim Wolgar. Hi, I'm Tim Wolgar. Um, I'm the founder of London Chess Boxing and the World Chess Boxing Association. The first time I heard chess boxing as a sport was um, just at a party with some friends down in London and uh, at that point in time had stripped my kind of hobbies and background activities down to two things which I wanted to concentrate on, chess and boxing. And almost serendipitously, at this party, someone said, well, by the way, you should do chess boxing. And I thought he was joking, but it turns out he wasn't. I went online that night, about one in the morning, and saw that there was a world title fight of chess boxing in Berlin. And so... Before going to bed that night, I'd already booked my tickets and um, I was on the plane that to, on Friday morning to go and see that. A Dutch uh, artist called Ieper Rubin come across a comic book, uh, a graphic novel, two guys having a chess boxing fight. That they'd basically play chess and then they'd fight and they'd play chess and then they'd fight until there was only one winner. And Ieper uh, took this idea and thought, you know what? It's great in a graphic novel. I love that graphic novel. How would it work in reality? So he actually did this in Berlin. He took the ring name of Ipa the Joker Rubin and he took on a lawyer and they actually had just one fight as part of an art exhibition. The experience in Berlin showed me that chess boxing was a great entertainment activity because I took a couple of friends with me, including my wife, and uh, she had zero interest in chess or boxing who nevertheless raved about the night and said what a great, you know, thought it was one of the best things she'd seen. And so I knew then that there was something to it. And it took me a while to cogitate on it. And about three months later, I, I, I thought, well, yeah, I, I could do this. And I contacted uh, Islington Boxing Club, um, made a deal with them for using some of the space, and local journalists came, and a news agency came as well, for the launch of the London Chess Boxing Chess Club. At the time, I was one of the editors of Chess Magazine. So this letter crossed my desk. It was a press release from Tim saying, hey, I'm bringing chess boxing to the UK. 
do you guys want to come along and write it up for your magazine? And I was just bitten from day one. From the first time I was shown how to put on boxing gloves and the basic footwork and how the punches are thrown. It wasn't a huge leap, I must admit, to transfer from attending a class to whether I wanted to do this. I don't know what it would have been like to work for, you know, Facebook in the early days or something. Even when it's in its most rudimentary form, sometimes you can sort of see the potential of it. There was just so much there. There was so much that I thought, I've just got to be part of this. When you're putting on a chess boxing show, there's a few things you have to get right and a few essentials. You need to have a boxing ring. Having done that, that's the easy bit. Next, you've got to get the people to compete with each other. In any fighting sport, any promoter will tell you the hardest thing to do is to get a, a, a card together, to get a lineup of people who are willing to fight each other, who are at the right weight and skill uh, level to match each other, and who will turn up on the night. So when you're doing that for boxing, that's hard, or for any combat sport, that's difficult. But when you're also matching them, not just on uh, the criteria of their fighting ability, but also on their chess ability, then it becomes an even bigger challenge. Best man, Matt Reed, crazy arm. Matt Crazy Arms Reed. You know, he's one of us, um, you know, from my ends, and yeah, I'm hoping for, hoping for big things. Matt is the most experienced chess boxer in the world. Um, he's been fighting with us since 2009. Everybody sort of knows that if you come to see chess boxing and you've been to see one before, the chances are Crazy Arms will be fighting. I've literally done some of the worst music in history as ring entrance music. Everything from Katy Perry downwards, or upwards probably. So I've got um, Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Crazy Arms got his name because in the early days when he first started training with us and he, he skipped and he would do this kind of bizarre movement like a sort of drunken Bambi with the arms and legs never coordinated and it just fit him. I mean, that was just one that grew out of nothing. I just instantly was there. You, you've got crazy arms, man. A good chess boxer, at my weight category, could literally look and be like anything. I'm sort of a physical freak in that I'm incredibly tall, but I'm basically two metres, which is sort of six six, closing on six seven. So very, very tall, but I only weigh about 75, 80 kilos at most. That's about 12... 12 and a half stone so basically quite tall but don't weigh that much and you get some people that are five six much much shorter but then obviously because they've got the same weight as me they're going to be much stockier much more muscular Saturday night is likely to be my final fight uh reason for this well I'll be 40 next year and boxing really is a young man's game there's very few instances of people winning 
titles in boxing past probably 35. So I don't think I've got anything left to prove. I don't think I've got anything more to show the chess boxing audiences. I've heard that he's, he could be a swan song. He may be retiring. So, you know, we, we really need him to, to step up, get in the ring and really just knock someone out, basically. Don't care who it is. Might be his last. So, you know, we've got to see him go out in style. After 10 years of uh, chess boxing, he's uh, realised all of his goals, perhaps, and uh, is now contemplating retirement. But if I've got anything to do with it, you know, I'll try and uh, make sure he changes his mind at some point. A lot of people that I talk to, when I tell them about the sport, they're sort of like, well, why don't you just get like a Mike Tyson? Just teach him a little bit of chess. And then he'll just become world champion. But that's not true at all. If you're that one-dimensional, like you're just purely a boxer and you only really know the rules of chess, chances are a very good chess player is going to checkmate you in the two rounds that he gets because he starts with chess. Then he has that one round of boxing to survive. And then basically he's got the chess again. And I kind of feel that anybody that can beat me has got a chance of becoming the contender for uh, probably more the middleweight than the heavyweight or the lightweight. And if they can't beat me, then probably they don't have a lot of future unless they show a huge amount of promise with more training and winning some other fights before coming back. I know a little bit about my opponent. I have bumped into him at a chess boxing training session about a year ago. I'm Vincent Forrest. I'm a French guy, the underdog in this fight, and I'm fighting Matt. Crazy arms. I'm a very soft guy, so I chose uh, Rammstein. It's a love song, and it's actually a very beautiful song. You'll hear it's just like very punchy, and at the same time, there's, there's beauty in it, and the drift is very good. This is my very, very first fight. So his last fight, my first fight. I'm a virgin, you know. I mean, I don't have gloves. I don't have shorts. I have like uh, the, the mouth guard, wraps for the hands, and uh, shoes. I'm butt naked otherwise. So they should give me gloves and, uh, and shorts because I have football shorts. It's not going to work. To be honest, with this tall, experienced guy, this is a, this is a proper challenge. I'll play in everything with my luck. I'm known as Mr. Chess. There is nothing more painful to me than losing on the chessboard. I play for a club, I play for my county. Um, I'm still the, one of the editors of Chess Magazine, so I basically am immersed in the chess world. I just like the fact that everything's different, so no game's ever the same. There's a tremendous statistic that basically, I think after about 15 moves of a game of chess, there are more possibilities, different permutations of moves and positions you could have reached than there are atoms in the universe. It's literally like opening a book that's been selected for you at random. You have no idea what it's going to be like. It could be a romance novel. It could be a, uh, a crime detective novel. It's different, and I love that. Possibilities are endless. I don't think I prepared enough. I trained my chess playing on chess.com, and you can actually fight proper, like, other people. And uh, I've just discovered that my ranking is in the 1400s. And Matt's ranking is, the, is in the 1900s. So that tells you <laughs> where I stand compared to him. So I stand no chance, I think, on the board. Uh, I'll play anything, everything on the, on the boxing. You have to train both anyway, but I train more to, uh, the boxing side because obviously I've never been hit in the face properly. So you have to train for that. Good boy, good boy. Ten out of ten. Come on. Make the work, make the effort and trick it. The boxing, on the other hand, is a different kettle of fish. You need to be physically fit and you need technique. So I would normally 
do, say, two sessions a week in terms of exercise. One of those is the Saturday morning chess boxing session. And then I'd probably run or hit the gym another time. And I would do that in the run-up to the fight until about three weeks to go. And then with three weeks to go, I would ramp it up. I would do extra runs, extra gym sessions, and extra boxing training sessions. Probably four, maybe five sessions a week for those last three weeks. I should steal his gloves if I win. But if I lose, what should he steal? Because, yeah. He's not going to steal my shoes or shorts because he's too tall anyway. Now we should find something like that. I'll buy, I buy the beers. If I, if I lose, I buy the beers. You then got to get down to the venue for about four or five o'clock for a quick weigh-in. So you'll meet your opponent, hopefully for the first time. And then you've then got to manage nerves because obviously the first thing you do is you'll see your opponent. You work out exactly where they stack up in height, where they stack up in build. If you've got the weigh-in coming up, then it shirts off and you want to see if he's got abs. If he hasn't got abs, you breathe a huge sigh of relief because he's probably not trained that hard if he's still got a bit of fat around the stomach. Then you've got your medical. That'll come about two hours out. You'll have gone through with the organisers what's going to go on, what running order you are. There'll be an informal drawing of our colours so you know which side of the chessboard you'll be I try and distract myself as much as possible by having chats with people, catching up with people. And then with about half an hour to go, I'll try and find a little bit of space in the dressing room, maybe put some music on very lightly. So I've just got my headphones on and just try and chill, try and focus on what I need to do. You want the butterflies because it keeps you on your toes, but you, you don't want too many of them, otherwise you'll be literally paralysed when you go in. So next up, we have another fighter who is here on his debut chess boxing bout. Normally, the ideal event is one where everything is being done by the seat of your pants and you've got that very high level of um, adrenaline and you're problem-solving and uh, on the hoof as you go through it. And then the crowd somehow picks up on that energy and, you know, there's a, there's a great vibe in the room. I tend to walk around the ring a couple of times when I first come in saying thank you to everybody that's cheering for me, applauding me at the time, because I want them to connect with me. We, we want to see everybody ramped up. So you tend to find that the audience warms into chess boxing in that the first round of chess, they're a little bit sort of subdued, but our commentator has a few sort of phrases. Okay, the first exchange, a pawn for a pawn. We wanted to see some pawn action. So we get a few chants going. And by sort of chess round two, they're pretty boisterous. We wear these big sort of headphones that cover our ears so that we can't hear what the commentator's saying. They're noise-cancelling headphones. They're also pumping out music as well. So they tend to go with pieces of music where basically it never drops in tempo or volume. Heavy metal, any form of hard rock constantly at me for the full three minutes of chess and it's very difficult if there's any budding chess boxers out there the one tip i can give you is start downloading some death metal and try and do your tax return while listening to it it's good practice 
The next round is boxing. So what happens is in the minute between the rounds that you normally get in boxing, you're going to have these people come into the ring. They're called our furniture guys. And they basically take away the table and chairs and the chessboard. And then I'm going to fight him for two minutes in the first round of boxing. I'm most excited about actually being lost between chess and boxing. This very moment where actually things get serious. You don't know what's coming and you don't know how to start. And so this start is, is always what's, what's exciting me. Crazy's on the road, son. The Frenchman is going for it. The thing with chess boxing, it's, it's a proper physical and intellectual challenge and one can take over the other. So if you're too excited about boxing, you're not concentrating on, on chess. And the other way around, if you're too calm and composed about chess, you can't fight well. When you get the big blows to the head, that's when you're going to have some real trouble on your chest. So you get a little bit of sort of shaky vision. It's like when you've got a camera and you start twisting it left and right, the floor starts going as if you're on a ship. He is in trouble. He's going to get caught. Your brain, it'll just feel like you're in a fog. And everything that was quite coherent and quite sort of lucid before in your brain is going to take longer to think through. He can't hide forever. Crazy arms, he's just, just, just edging no, it. As soon as that bell sounds, forget about it. Even if it was the most disastrous round and you've taken a lot of punishment, you've winded, you're out of breath, you feel like all you want to do is just basically collapse in the corner. You can't project any weakness, that's the other thing. Your opponent's going to be looking at you. If you start showing signs of weakness, signs of tiredness, He's going to pick up on that, and that's just basically like that's like a red bull for him. He's basically going to get this extra energy because he sees that guy's weakening. Now let's see what's going to happen to the chess. Chess round two, I'd say I'm probably down to about 1,700 in my ability. I've lost 300 rating points because of the physical activity, the blows to the head, the crowd noise, everything's all ramped up because you've just been hit. So it's it's equivalent of like when you first wake up in the morning and you've got that sort of fogginess that, you know, you're functional, you're moving around, you can operate okay, you see okay, you speak okay, but you're not really thinking straight. The game is drawn on the chessboard, which is incredibly rare, but it does happen. You'll go and fight another round. Right, here we go. Come on, crazy. Come on, crazy. And then 
If that happens, again, incredibly rare, you'll fight one more boxing round and then the referee will make a decision based on the number of scoring punches that have happened in all of the boxing rounds that precede it. Can't rely on your chest smarts now. Crazy. to see him lose on his last fight but it was it was a great fight it was a great great match great battle it was a little bit heartbreaking he kind of wanted the guy who's retiring to win his last his last bout but like credit to the Frenchman yes. came out really hard in the boxing Vincent's just crazy isn't he he's more crazy than crazy arms <laughs> I booed him yeah of course I booed him I feel I feel so cheated I feel worse than when my first love slept with my brother that's how, that's how disappointed I am with that Frenchie's move. I've done my best. Thank you. It was a little bit disappointing, if I'm going to be honest. It's a shame to go out with another loss at the end of the card, but I think he deserves to win. It was definitely the fair result. There's no complaints. I'm just a little bit disappointed in myself, that's all. Vincent is absolutely lovely. I, I wish him nothing but the best of luck. It's nice to lose to somebody that's on their first fight, because now it means that he's got a career ahead of him when mine ends. So it's kind of like the passing of the baton. So that's what I like. I found the moves. The little moves that you got out of everything of mine. And I'm like, yeah, everybody plays weaker in chess here. Yeah. But you played at 14, 1500 here when yeah. that's supposed to be your normal ability. I'm feeling amazing, but it's just, it's, I'm still not there, you know. It's like it's somebody else that was fighting over there and playing chess. So hard to be in the moment and actually play chess. And as soon as you start to dive in the chess, then you have to fight. It's so, so much fun. I'll be back. Well, if my partner allows me. It was one like that, yeah, and I was like, whoa, and then three came, and I didn't even know where they came from. Yeah, yeah, I, I could like, see that. I was like, okay, yeah, that was because it. you couldn't do the turtle anymore. I was like, this is the time. I had some highlights along the way. It's been a good career. I mean, it started in 2008, so it's been going a long time. I mean, to be honest, it's an amateur sport. It's not like I depend on this. It's not like I have to find another career as of Monday. I was never a professional chess boxer. Uh, I'll just go back to being a landlord now. So it's a lot easier. Nobody hits you unless you get the wrong tenant. I've had to go on like a strict diet. I haven't smoked for a while. I can do all of those things. I can have a beer. You know, I can basically go back to enjoying life and not having to watch weight and stuff. I can be over 80 kilos again. So the next time you see me, I can be a fat man. That's going to be my goal. This episode of Fresh Eyes was brought to you by Selfridges broadcast channel Hot Air as part of their summer 2018 IC campaign, exploring different ways of seeing. It was a Radio Wolfgang production and featured Matt Reed, Tim Woolgar and Vincent Forrest. The assistant producer was Holly Aquilina. The sound designer was Ivor Manley. The casting producer was Natalia Rodriguez. It was edited by Eli Block, produced by L. Scott and the executive producer was Ellie DiMartino. Martino.